and is resting upon each and every one of us. I want to encourage somebody today. This is your season to arise and shine because your light has come. Your light is your season and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It is not going to, but it has already. Because when you are walking, don't walk as if God is going to. Whatever God needs to do in the life of anyone here, he has already done it. But we all have to walk in it. Am I speaking to somebody? You are here not for God to do something for you, but you are here to receive what God has already done. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord this morning. Thank you for bringing you into his house. In your own word, in your own word, let me hear you. Thank him. Father, we bless you. Thank you, Father God Almighty, for your mercy upon us. Father, because of your mercy and your grace, we have walked boldly into your sanctuary. And Father, we know that our life will never remain the same. Father, I pray for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that has found their way here today. Lord, I pray that they will never, never live here the same. Do something new in their life. My Lord and my God, let something new manifest in their lives. Father, so that all glory and all honor will be unto you. Nobody come to your presence and go home the same. Let everything that you have provided for us, my God, let it rest upon us this morning. Father, we bless you. Lord, we honor you. For in Jesus' mighty name, let me hear a louder amen. amen. Don't sit down here. I want us to stretch forth our hands towards Pastor Bank. I want you to stretch forth your hands towards him. He's in London. The spirit is here, but he's in London. There are two prayer points I want you to pray for him this morning. I want you to pray for the hand of the Lord to be upon him. That as he stands in the front of the people, and as the minister, the message of grace, that God will give him the anointing. Because it is anointing that makes the difference. That God will give him the anointing to minister boldly. That every word that he will come out of his mouth, God will accompany it with sign to the glory of his name. And we are going to pray. The second prayer point, we are going to pray and stand in the gap for him. That in this season, no weapon that is formed against him shall prosper. That every tongue that rises up against him in judgment shall be condemned. Open up the mouth. Let me just hear you pray for Pastor Bank this morning. Father Lord, we thank you, oh God. We worship you. We honor you. We thank you for our Father in the Lord, oh God. We lift him up this morning before you. And Father God Almighty, oh, we ask of you this morning concerning him. It's for your hand to continuously be upon him. Father God, we pray for your anointing to be upon him. Father God, we pray for your power to be upon him. Father God, we pray, oh God Almighty, for your peace and your joy to be upon him. Father Lord, we pray that as he stands before your people, he will minister with boldness and with confidence that every word that will come out of his mouth, oh God, will be accompanied by 
by your sign and by your wonders. Father, we bless you, we honor you, and we pray that as he go about doing what you have called him to do, my Lord, as your children this morning, we join our faith together and we declare that there is no weapon that is formed against him shall prosper. From the north, from the south, from the east, and from the west, no weapon formed against his wife, no weapon formed against his children, no weapon formed against his grandchildren shall prosper. Father God, we thank you, Lord Almighty, that your glory will continue to be revealed in his life. We bless you, we honor you, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I want to announce to you this morning that Pastor Bankola Akimola, me and you, we are made for signs and wonders. If you believe that, wave your hand and shout hallelujah and have your seat in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of the living God, I present myself before you this morning. I ask, oh God, that you will bless these lips of clay of mine. Lord, I have no word to say to your people, but I pray, God Almighty, whatever you have for us today, you will use me as an instrument to deliver the word. Let every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that we hear this word be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Let them not live here the same way that they have come in. Bless your name, bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to take your Bible real quick. We're going to read three scriptures. And from there, that will form the basis of our message today. Hallelujah. The first scripture we're going to be reading today is going to be taken from the book of Proverbs. Book of Proverbs chapter number 23, verse number 18. Proverbs chapter 23, verse number 18. If you are there, say praise the Lord. If you are not there, say Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. He said, for surely there is a hereafter and your hope. Other translation says your expectation will not be cut off. Hold on to that scripture, I beg you. The second one is Philippians chapter 1 verse number 20. Philippians chapter 1 verse number 20. According to my earnest expectation and hope in nothing, I shall be ashamed. You will not be ashamed of anything this morning. In the name of Jesus. But with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body. Whether by life or by death. The key word that I want you to hold on to is expectation. Hallelujah. Now go to Jeremiah 29 verse 11. That is our last scripture for today as we move on. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. This is a very popular scripture, but there's something I want you to grasp from me this morning. This is God Almighty speaking. This is not a man speaking to you. In this season that you are in now, in this time, this is what the Lord has for you and for me. He said, for I know the thought that I think towards you. Says the Lord, he says the thought of peace and not of evil. That is why I am so sure today, every thought of evil concerning anyone here shall be aborted. I say it shall be aborted. I say it shall be aborted. Whether it's from the north, from the south, and from the east. Because it's not of God, it shall be aborted in the name of Jesus. He said to give you a hope and a future. Today, the Lord will help me speak to us 
about a topic that is titled The Power of Your Expectation. The Power of My Expectation. The Power of Expectation. No matter how you put it. And I want you to look at the person sitting next to you. Because the word of God that is coming today is the word of God that will cause you to go out and begin to take control of yourself. And begin to take control of your life. God Almighty is in heaven and you are the little girls here on earth. You have to know that. Look at your sister, your brother next to you. Look at them in the eye and tell them there is power in your expectation. If the person looks as if he doesn't believe it, look for somebody here. Look for a believer this morning. Say there is power in your expectation. Then ask the sister or the brother, what are your expectations? Hallelujah. Before we go further, I just want to explain or give you a clear definition of what expectation is. So that as we drive through this message today, always put that in front of you. I'm going to put it in a very simple way. Expectation is something that you know, that you know, that you know that is about to happen. Something that you know, that you know, that you know is about to happen. So you will be expecting it. Expectation is the womb that carries your manifestation. Expectation is the womb that carries your manifestation. It is so sad today. We pray, we fast, we ask, we knock. But the next question is, are you expecting what you have asked? Are you anticipating of what the door that you have knocked on that to be open? Are you expecting your miracle of healing? We pray for healing, but the question is, are you really expecting the healing? Do you know for sure? Are you 100% certain? Do you know that your spirit confirmed with what you know that yes, this thing that I've asked for is coming. Because when you know that it is coming, you will be what? Expecting it. We go to go buy a car. We take a loan. We buy a car. And guess what we are expecting? The bills. We are what? Expecting the bills. And because we are expecting it, lo and behold, when the men might come, when it's time, the bill will. Expectation is the womb that nurtures your miracle. We are expecting the manifestation without the expectation. It's like a woman that is pregnant. We say the woman is what? The miracle, the manifestation is the baby. The expectation is the womb that is carrying the baby. Do you have a womb this morning that is carrying your miracle? It's a question. And when time comes, whether the baby likes it or not, the baby will come at you. If the baby doesn't want to come out, either the baby, the bonder is being induced, or there's what we call a C-session. I pray for somebody here this morning. For those of you that are due for the manifestation of your life to be revealed, I say deliver your expectation. 
I said, deliver your expectation. I said, deliver your expectation in the name of Jesus. I want to surprise you this morning. From the scripture we just read, God is interested in your expectation. Yes, he is. Because he's a ridiculous God and he wants to be respected some ridiculous miracle. He's a wonderful God. He's expecting you for you, my sister, to be expecting something wonderful from your papa. He's a miracle working God. He's expecting you every day, me and you, to sit down and wake up in the morning and say, hey, my father will do a miracle in my life today. Something that he has never done. He wants you to be expected. So God is interested in your expectations. Pastor Larry says something this morning that I grabs. And let me tell you, my sisters and my brothers, the enemy is also interested in your expectations. Because he knows that it is your expectation that carry your manifestation. He knows that your expectation is the womb that carry your miracle. If he can just cause you to doubt. If he can just cause you to fear. Your, your manifestation will be jeopardized. There are two things you can wrap around your expectation. You have to know that your expectation cannot be cut off. That is what the scripture says. Whether you are expecting something negative or something positive. It cannot be cut off. The Bible says your expectation cannot be cut off. Whether it is negative or it is positive. But I challenge you this morning. As you live here in the name that is above all names. You will be expecting something great and mighty from your father in the name of Jesus. And that your expectation shall not be cut off. When you expect something great. When your expectation is wrapped around with fear. You need to dress your expectation more. Dress somewhere well. Because when your expectation is wrapped around with faith, believe me, every day you will expect something great. You will expect something good. Ah, you will say something good is going to happen today. But when your expectation is wrapped with fear, you will always expect the worst. That is just the truth. Job said, the things that I fear most has happened to me. It was fear that was controlling the expectation of Job. And guess what he got? He get what he wants. When your expectation is wrapped with doubt, your manifestation is in trouble. Because the scripture says, your expectation shall not be cut off. Turn your Bible quickly with me. We are going to look at some scripture again. Turn your Bible quickly with me. So Hebrew chapter 10 verse 12. Hebrew chapter 10 verse 12. Because I'm bringing this word. I want you to go out there and begin to take control of your life. It does not matter what you see. Learn how to know that the God that you serve is able to cause all things to work together for your good. As a believer, you don't walk by what you see. You don't believe what you see. You believe what the word of God says. And if the word of God says it, it settles it. 
say the name of the sickness. I don't care what they gave to it. But as long as it has a name, there is another name. That above, oh Jesus, come on somebody. Do you get what I'm trying to say to you this morning? If it has a name, because there are some medical conditions I cannot pronounce. Something, 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 so long. But there is one name that is above all that names. That are the mention of Jesus. That every name must bow. Every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. No matter how long the name may be, just remember that you have a God who is J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. In Hebrew chapter 10, verse 12, the Bible says, by this man, he's talking about Jesus, he said, after he has offered one sacrifice for sin forever, he sat down on the right hand of God. Keep going. Verse 13, he now sat down on the right hand of God. From that time, waiting to his enemies to be made his footstool. Other trans uh, translation says he was expecting. This is Jesus Christ expecting for all his enemy to be made his footstool. I don't know the enemy that is fighting you today. In the name that is above all names, they shall be made your footstool. In the name of Jesus. I don't care what has troubled you in the past. But I stand here as the oracle of the most high God. That everything that has troubled you before. In the name of Jesus. They shall become your footstool. I said they shall become your footstool. I said they shall become your footstool. In the name of Jesus. When you are seated. The Bible says he sat down. A position of sitting is a position of power. Is a position of dominion. Is a position of authority. Where are you? Are you running around being confused? Or you know who you are and whose you are? You are seated waiting for this affliction because it's already under your foot. It's under your foot. God put it there. I didn't put it. God put it there. He took care of it more than 2,000 years ago. What will trouble you today? Because I want us to take the veil out of our eyes and begin to see who we are. When the Bible says that you are more than conqueror through Jesus Christ, it is true. The scripture did not just say it for you to be happy. He says it because it is true. And the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It is the truth that you know that will set you free. It is not the one that I know. That is why I say, let me tell you, the race like this, we may encourage one another. Let me tell you, you are actually running your race. Because I can encourage you with this word. When you live here, when you go to your home, I don't, I'm not with you. In the midnight hour, I'm not with you. I don't know what happened to you in the midnight hour. You don't know what happened to me in the midnight hour. But the word of God is always there. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. What truth are you going to take home today? The truth that your expectation shall not be cut off. Your positive expectation. The Bible said he sat down, waiting until he's made his enemy a footstool. I'm asking you this morning, what are your expectations? Some of us, we are too rushed in life, too rushed. Slow down. Look at your neighbor, say, slow down. Say, slow down a little bit. 
We are told, you know, we rush to come to church without taking a time in the morning and say, Father, I am expecting this from you. Come to the house of God with expectation. Don't be busy looking for the clothes that you're going to wear, looking for the best shoe that you're going to wear, that you forget the main thing. Hmm, I go dress today. I go dress to kill. I don't know who you want kill. I don't know who you want. I don't know. Because there are things in life that as a believer, we need to call ourselves to order. I am going to church this Sunday. And the Bible says, God says, I know the thought that I think towards you. Are you going to allow your own, your own, your own expectation to line up with the thought that I have for you? Are you going to do that? Are you going to wake up and say, I'm going to church today? Hmm, come up with something that the Lord put in your spirit and expect it. Expect it. We have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and we think the moment we finish praying, no, it's a continuous thing. It's a continuous thing. And let me tell you, when you put your hope and your trust in God and you are expecting something great for him, the Bible says you will never be put to shame. You will never be put to shame when your faith and your trust is in him. Some of us, we have trusted man enough. We have trusted our hope is in man. He, 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 we put our trust in, in, in things. We think we live, when we live in a big, a big house, is good. But don't put your faith in that big house. Because when Wahala comes, big house not going to do you anything. No. Am I speaking to somebody? Your house will be beautiful. It's not going to give you anything. I have seen people with everything that they have. Big, big guilt. The man that died. He was a he was a Big man, the rich man, the richest man. But when affliction comes, he reduces into an ordinary journey. The one they have in the, in the hospital. Let your hope and your trust be in your maker, mama. He not go fail you. He has no history of failure. Look the Bible from Genesis 1 to Revelation chapter 22. I don't see any place where God failed. He does not fail. And he cannot start with you. This is the confidence that I have. Ah, Papa, you will not start with me. Am I speaking to somebody today? What are your expectations in life? Because your expectation shall not be cut off. Hallelujah. We are going to look at the woman with the issue of blood. In the book of Matthew 9, verse 19. I'm not going to go there, but I just want to, we all know the story. The Bible says that this woman was sick. There has not been a place that this woman has not been to. Somebody will tell her, oh, there's one doctor in Atlanta. It's very good. He will run there. There is one doctor in Gainesville. It's very good. He will run there. He was running up and down. And to the extent that the affliction is so strong that nobody knows this woman's name. They address her by their problem. God will strip somebody of your problem today. In the name of Jesus. They now call her the woman with the issue of blood. But when this woman, when she was tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired, people, you have to get to that stage. You have to get to that stage. Don't let anything move you to the right or to the left. That was what happened to this woman. Until one day she made up her mind and she said, enough is enough. Can you say enough is enough? And she heard about Jesus. This is what she said. If I can only touch the hem of his garment, 
I know that I will be made whole. That was our expectation. That was our expectation. Where was our expectation cut off? Answer me now. Our expectation was not cut off. Because our expectation was wrapped with faith. If I can only touch the hem of his garment, I know that I know that I know. She was expecting, Sister Renee, she was expecting, if I can only touch it, that was her expectation. And when she touched it, the power of God hit her. And Jesus began to say, who touched me? It's amazing how the number of crowd that surrounded Jesus that day, they were busy with life. Nobody was touching him. I believe that that woman with the issue of blood was not the only person that was sick that day. There were some of them that were bound. But they were so concerned about the things. When the healer came back, they missed it. May you not miss your miracle. May you not miss your breakthrough. May you not miss your healing. In the name of Jesus, let me hear a louder amen. Hallelujah. As you are expecting, you know a woman that is pregnant when she goes to the doctor, the doctor will tell you, don't eat this. Don't eat that. Don't do strenuous exercise. Because you know, when you do that, you will be putting your baby in jeopardy. Women, can you identify to that? If you, can, if you understand what I'm saying, wave your hand. So the Lord is going to give us five things this morning as we are expecting. These are the things that we have to do. I'm going to say must for me. I do it, but it's up to you. I'm going to give it to you. Hallelujah. Why you are expecting every day? Because sometimes I might tell you, do this and do this. If I don't give to you, if I don't ask God, God, how do we do this? I might just say it, you will be happy, you will be jubilating. As soon as you live there, how many messages have we heard? Hey, tell me how many we don't hear. Hallelujah. Number one thing that the Lord gave to me, why you are expecting your miracle? Because you know what? It will come. It will come. It's just a matter of time. If it delay, the Holy Spirit will induce you. I say it will as long as you are expecting, if you've not aborted your miracle, the Holy Spirit will induce you. You will give birth to your miracle. Number one thing that you must do, my brothers and my sisters, every day when you wake up, speak your miracle. Speak your expectation. Speak it! It may not be what you are saying because your word is a spirit and it can change what you see. Apart from God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, another powerful source that me and you have is the words of our mouth. If you speak them, you must see them. That is why the enemy is attacking your words. He wants you to say what you see. He wants you to say what you see. He wants you to say what you see. Because when you say what you see, you are in agreement with that thing. Two shall agree. Sometimes instead of getting out of it, will ignorance make us go deeper? That will not be our portion. That's what the word of God is coming to us today. That will not be our portion. Speak what you are expecting. If your expectation is for you to be healed, don't 
even sit down every day and be talking about your sickness. They say, now the back, oh. No, now the leg, oh. Hey, now the head, oh. Hey, now this one, oh. Hey, now. Is that what you are expecting? I can meet you, Sister Renee. This is what I'm expecting concerning my life. Join me in prayer. Hallelujah. I have something that I have to do. Join me in prayer. There is something coming up. Join me in prayer. Speak your expectation. Open up your mouth and declare it and decree it. And God said he will establish it. I said it this morning. Don't worry your little brain. How is it going to be possible? Because your brain is too small. How are you going to analyze it? Maybe you will analyze it and analyze it. As you do it, you are putting yourself deeper and deeper. Why don't you just be foolish enough to trust this God? Be foolish enough. I say, God, I trust you. I'm foolish. Yeah? Because I can see this. I don't know how. But I trust you. That you are able to do this. And begin to speak it out. Begin to declare it. Begin to decree it. Say it. There was a pastor that I listened to. This man was attacked with the spirit of fear. He's a pastor. He has a big church in Atlanta here. When I was in Massachusetts, that was when I watched him on uh, the World Network. This man was attacked with the spirit of fear. You don't know what pastors go through. Please pray. That's why we must always pray for the man of God. They go through a lot. But this man, every day he will come minister the word. Even people with issues, they will come. He will lay hands on them. But he, he has his own thing that he was carrying around. One day, the Lord gave him the word. Pastor Larry prayed it this morning. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of sound mind. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of sound mind. God has not given me the spirit of fear. But do you know what he was speaking into the atmosphere? Love, power, and sound mind. The word of God is light. When light comes, darkness goes wrong. So as he was speaking it into the atmosphere, he was driving away the spirit of fear. I always say it. When the ordinary meet the super, it is the ordinary that we suffer. You are not just an ordinary. There is God in you. The spirit of the Lord is in you. I was telling to my husband the other day, I said, if not because, let me tell you, we are no match for the devil, if not because of the grace of God upon our life. We are no match. This is the creature that has been around since our great, 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 great grandfather. The same devil that tempted Jesus is what we are dealing with today. But the grace of God is upon us. If he failed in those days, he will continue to fail. So learn how to speak the word of God. I am being reminded of the story in the book of 2 Kings. We all know the Shunammite woman. This woman, she has no child. The man of God came. She was kind to the man of God. Be kind to the people that God has placed over you. Be kind to them. Oh. Because when they are happy, just being happy, there is something that is being released into your life. This woman did not have a child. But this woman was kind to the man of God. And one day the man of God called her to call the whole story short and said, by this time next year, you will carry the fruit of your womb. Lo and behold, the word of God came to pass in her life. But this is what happened. That child one day was with the father. He complained, my head, my head, 
And the father told the servant, take this child to the mother. You see what men do? <laughs> you see what they do? They say, go, 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 go. Mom, woman, come and carry your baby. Come and carry your child. He sent the servant, take this boy to the mother. And the mother carried the boy, and the boy was keep complaining, my head, my head, and the boy died. I don't know the miracle that God has given to you that the enemy has killed. As you hear this word, it's coming back to life. I say, it's coming back to life. I say, it's coming back to life. In the name of Jesus. The boy died. And the woman, guess what the woman did? The woman set up this boy. The room that the man of God normally sleep, he put the boy there. He took a chariot, a horse or wherever she was going to the man of God. As she was going, Elisha saw her. The man of God saw her from distance. He could tell that something has happened. As you step your feet into this, God has already known before he started. And a provision has already been made. You have to learn how to tap into it. And this servant of the man of God came and said, Madam, how are you? She said, it is well. Ah. Your husband don't call. I said, Europa people will say. He said, my husband, sister Ada, he said, it's well. Okay. <laughs> what about the boy? This is the boy that had just died. The woman said, it is well. Hey. Because she did not want to agree with what has just happened. Because when she keeps saying, it is well, it is well, she is holding the spirit of the boy and she's saying, you are not going anywhere. The man of God, I not send you. I did not ask you for a child. You said you're going to give it to me. And now, whatever has happened, I know God will give you the power to bring him back to life. And when the man of God went there, the Bible says, put a mat to the mat, put an eye to the Let me tell you, the real miracle started when the woman refused to give up. That was when the real miracle started. If the woman had said, hey, hey, the boy don't die, yo. Hey. And when the man of God did what he had to do, the Bible says, the boy came back. Every death in your life is coming back. I say, your life is coming back. In your marriage is coming back. In your finances is coming back. In your business is coming back. In your work with God is coming back. Some of us, we used to wake up in the midnight hour to pray. We don't do it anymore. I said, that is coming back. Some of us, we come from Africa. We know what night vigil is. Now, I don't know. It's dead. It's coming back. It's coming back. I say, it's coming back. If you believe that, wave your hand and shout It's coming back. You have to learn how to speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Speak what you believe. Speak into the atmosphere. But the enemy cannot deny that. When you open up your mouth to say it. Like I said this morning, that is why he will do everything that he can to shut up your mouth. Because he knows that when you open up your mouth, fire comes and there's power in your word. Hallelujah. The second thing that you must do as you are expecting. Ah. I don't want to skip this. Oh my God. I don't want to skip this. Thank you Jesus. Go to Numbers chapter 14 verse 28. Numbers chapter 14 verse 28. 
Because I want us to see it. Numbers 14, verse 28. Because God is listening to what you are saying. Remember, he's still the same God, 14, 28. Remember, he's still the same God that said your expectation will not be cut off. This is what he said. Says to them, you know, Pastor Larry touched on that. When he was praying, this man I said, ah, did this man come to look at my notes? God sent them to go view the land that he has given to them. When they went there, ah, it was a promise. Instead of them to claim that promise, they begin to say what they are saying instead of saying what they believe. And so because of that, the expectation was not there to possess the land. It was only Caleb and Joshua that was able because you know what? They have another kind of spirit. The spirit that will say, I will not say what I see. I will say what I believe. May that spirit be released upon your life this morning. Because it's not by might, it's not by power, but by the spirit of God. And this is what the Lord is saying, he's saying to us. He said, just say to them, I'm saying it to you. As long as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so will I do to you. Just as I say, you cannot say, hey, uh, I didn't mean it. I was just joking. I didn't mean it. No. Because we say that all the time. Your words are power. The whole world was framed by the word of God. And you can frame your word by the words of God that you speak out of your mouth. As surely as I live, says the Lord, just as what I've heard you, as what I've spoken to my hearing, so I will do to you. Brother Ejushe gave a word on Friday. By the way, those of you that missed the ninth video, you missed so... It was powerful. It was powerful. I'm like, how come they don't bring him to minister? I'm telling you, you were there, my brother. It was powerful. And I'm looking at him. He said something. He said, in our relationship with God, God is constant. We are the variables. The variables. Today with that, tomorrow we'll be, but thank God for the grace of God. Somebody, I said, thank God for the grace of God. He said, just as I hear you say in my hearing, I would do. And God will do what you say. Because it's your inheritance. If it is healing, it's your bread. Hallelujah. The second thing that you must do as you wait upon the manifestation of God is to obey God's divine word. God has spoken. God is speaking. And he will continue to speak. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a living God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. In every situation where we find ourselves, do you know that God is speaking to you? And during the Women's Night Vigil, I prayed. I said, Father, what do you want me to pray? What is the prayer point? There's one prayer point that God gave to me. I said, my God, look at what is happening. He said, pray, let them pray for me to give them a listening ears. Because they are not here. I'm speaking. You are saying, God, what do you want me to do? I don't know. And God is speaking. God that you serve is speaking. The thing is, are you hearing? And when you hear, do you obey? Do you ask, do you do what he asks you to do? Do you do that? 
Because when you hear the word of God and you obey the word of God, manifestation must come. But when you set a child, go here and he goes here. Because the road that he's taking to go to, there is something that awaits you, something great and mighty. Am I speaking to somebody here today? Manifestation awaits. If you are hearing the word, are you obeying? I am reminded of the story in the book of 2 Kings chapter 5. We all know Nehemiah. We know the story of Nehemiah. The Bible says that Nehemiah was a great man. Through him, God brought victory to his people. Which means God loves Nehemiah. Hallelujah. God loves you. He loves me. But when a divine word comes, grab it and obey it. This man had leprosy. Only God knows how he got leprosy. I don't know the leprosy in your life today. Just as God dealt with that leprosy, God will deal with your leprosy. In the name of Jesus. This man, his house help said, go meet the man of God. And he went to go meet the man of God. And when he met the man of God, you know, sometimes when we are expecting something from God, be open because he's God. He will do it anyhow he wants it. And he will use anybody he wants to use. Sometimes we miss it because we're looking at the person. You can look at the body, sister Ada. God looks into our hearts. When he went to the man of God, he said, oh, look at me. I have leprosy. This is this, this is that. And the man of God just take a look. Go to River Jordan. Go wash seven times. Divine word. Did he hear it? Yes, he heard it. But he almost disobeyed. If he had disobeyed, he would have put his manifestation into Wahala. Go wash in River Jordan seven times. And the man said, Neymar said, huh? I thought he would just come and do the kakasaka and just let him. Sometimes God can still do that. But God walks in the way that he wants to walk. That is why we have to be sensitive to the spirit. We are spirit beings. the river Jordan go wash seven times the man vessel he's living but thank God for his servant you need people like that that will kind of redirect you the servant said Mr. Neymar if this man has asked you to do something worse than this something harder wouldn't you have done it sometimes if the thing is not hard we think it's not working ah, just like that but when it's hard and we are hey yes this thing will work I know and deep seven times in the river Jordan. Simple word. But he almost missed it because he almost refused to obey divine word. Thank God for the servant. He said, okay, it is true. The Bible says that he went to river Jordan. He dipped himself the first time. He got out. Nothing happened. He dipped himself the second time. In get off, nothing happened. Some of us were in the first and the second dip. Don't give up. Keep dipping. I said, keep dipping. The fifth time, nothing happened. The sixth time, nothing happened. The seventh time, when he got up, the glory of God hit him. And his skin came out like that of a baby. That's a new beginning. I see a new beginning in the life of every one of you here. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see a new beginning. The glory of God hit him. And his skin became like that of a baby. I remember the story of Peter also. 
when Peter was fishing, he has fished all day, expecting to get something. He didn't get anything. But when the word of God came, deep, just throw the net again. Deep the second time. Ah, Peter would have argued. He wanted to start arguing. Sometimes we argue too much. We try to sit and say, what, what? No, that is not what, what, what. Obey. Because when you obey a divine word, you will get a divine manifestation. Peter obeyed. And the Bible said Peter caught fish that he could not pull out. Your net will catch a fish of overflow. I say your net in life will catch a fish of overflow. In the name of Jesus. He could not bring it out. He has to call other people. Miracle take place by just obeying the word of God. Lift up your hands this morning even as we go further. Because God is speaking to us. He is. I don't know in any area of your life where you need direction. When you just need a word from God. I want you to just ask God this morning, Father, give me a hear to hear. I know you are speaking to me. But Father God, even in the multitude of all the stress and all the troubles in the whole world. Father God, give me a hear to hear from you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. If you believe that, let me hear a louder amen. The next thing that you must do when you are expecting from God. This one. I know that that the God bless man of God. He doesn't preach it all the time. But I thank God for brother. I will just show you on Friday. Did they they tape it? Was it recorded? Ah, that kind of thing you will record it. You will have to learn how to wrap your expectation with a seed. Wrap it with a seed. When we are crying, we are weeping. We touch the heart of God. But when we give, we cause God to stretch his hand towards us. Learn how to give. During offering today, I was going to do it on my own. So sow my own seed. Because there's something that I'm expecting. You know when you're expecting, what does expectation mean? You know without a shadow of that, that thing is coming. That is what expectation is. I will encourage each and every one of us. Maybe you've not done it before in this church. I don't care. I'm not the person that will tell you, so $50 for some 50. No. Because the Lord did not tell me that. I'm not going to say so 112 for some 112. I'm not going to tell you that. But the Bible says, he that sows sparingly, we reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully, we reap bountifully. I don't know how big your expectation is. Please, at the end of the service, when we are giving offerings, it's going to be here. I don't know what your expectation is. Take a moment and write it. God, I'm expecting. You know what? Expect something too big from God. I'm going to give you a testimony real quick. I know my time is almost going. There was a woman in my ministry, 2005. This woman, she came from Italy. She borrowed money to do God know what. But God is a merciful God. Hallelujah. 20,000. And they gave her a year to pay. It was free. Interest free. But after that one year, if you don't pay, what they, would, they will put interest. They will start charging interest. And when they do that, the money will be too much. She came and she said, this is what I want you to believe God with. I'm believing God for debt cancellation. And she brought the letter. My head swelled. Oh my God. He, you know, sometimes 
We limit God to ourselves. God cannot be limited by any situation. He said, ask, and it shall be given. She came to me, and I'm like, oh, and when is, I said, when is this thing going to expire? She said, in eight months. <laughs> in eight months, she said, yes. And I said, I'm believing God. This woman had just $1,000 in her account. I stand before the altar of God this morning. This woman has just $1,000 in her account. And she gave the ministry a check. And she said, I don't want you guys to withdraw it once so. But every month, take 200, 200, 200 for five months. Five is the number of grace. And he said, I believe by the grace of God, that debt will be paid supernaturally. When this woman is talking to me, I said, this woman, she, she bold though. Some people are bold. That is how God wants you to be bold. Look at the prodigal son. He was bold. Give me my inheritance, I beg you. She was bold. He was, she was bold. And when she left, every month, when we write her the check for 200, I'm asking God, God, it must go soon, Rachel. You need to do something for this woman. To cut the whole story short. After this fifth month, nothing happened. The sixth month, nothing happened. The seventh month, she came to fellowship singing that day. The debt was paid. That day, God made a believer out of me. To be honest with you, there are some things I don't believe. Ever since then, when I see people showing it on TV, debt cancellation, I'm not saying all of them is true. I'm not saying they are lies. But God is able. He's able to. Learn how to sow your seed. I was told my time is up. I was able to give three, but I'm just going to quickly give the, uh, the fourth one. Learn how to sow your seed and stay away from things that we are bought your expectation. God bless you. What you don't want people to do to you, don't do it to other people. Don't bring people down to lift up yourself. Don't cheat from others to enrich yourself. Am I speaking to somebody? It's deeper than that, but I'm going to just cut it. Don't. And the last one, learn how to celebrate your expectation. Gather your family together. What are we doing today? We have celebrated our financial breakthrough. Hold the party. What are you doing? Ah, <laughs> You see that contract I'm wearing for? I'm expecting they're going to give it to me. We are celebrating it because it's already with me. Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Let me hear you. Are you blessed this morning? Wave your hand and begin to glorify God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word that has come today. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you, Jehovah God, that the expectation of each and every one of us here shall not be cut off. We thank you, Jehovah God, that as we live here, no longer will we be controlled of our expectation with fear, but with faith and with boldness, knowing that whatever we ask from you and expect from you, you will do it for us. Father, we thank you for what has taken place in this place. We thank you for your healing, for your deliverance, for your breakthrough. My Lord and my God, we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. We worship you, Lord, knowing that our testimony, my Lord, is a sure, is assurance, oh God. Father, we thank you that what you have given to us cannot be taken away from us. Our healing is permanent. Our peace is permanent. Our joy is permanent. Our breakthrough is permanent. In the name of Jesus. If you believe that, let me hear a louder 